Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. You know, I was just thinking the other day, there's a funny double-sided sword with executive presence. When you have a lot of executive presence and you're getting more opportunities, as you should, because now you have the skills uh, married with the confidence you've inspired in others that you can lead well in a given situation, you're going to create or be part of more situations which will trigger intense panic and fear because you're consistently going to be given stretch assignments, goals, tasks, roles that are outside your comfort zone. So ask yourself why. Why are you getting these situations which are so difficult and they're not going to give to just anyone? That's right, because you've created the situation yourself. You're so darn good with your executive presence. You've inspired such confidence and people know like this is a really difficult thing. Who do we want on the line? Who do we want to trust with this? And that, thankfully or not, (laughs) depending on your perspective in a given moment, goes to you. So it's common if you have a lot of executive presence to be thrust into these situations, which for any normal human being do trigger panic and fear. So today we're going to talk about what to do about that, right? We should be proactive and expect that that's going to happen. Another of the six degrees of executive presence, to be proactive. How might you deal with this? So I'm going to say despite the panic, because to say that you'll never panic or be afraid, I think that's a false promise. So when it comes, despite the fear, despite the panic, how do you handle that, still thrive, and still come through with results? and executive presence. So today we're going to talk about controlling panic and regaining control of yourself. And a lot of what that involves is resetting from your lizard brain, right? That fight or flight or freeze kind of functionality when you're um, overwhelmed to the thinking brain, which is the slower responding, kind of more creative, more relaxed sort of way of thinking and going about things. So the first thing you can do is to breathe slowly and deeply when you're in a panic situation. So we can try that now. If you take in a couple slow breaths, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And try to make your exhale longer then your inhale. Breathe in, breathe out. So when you do this sort of breathing, you trigger your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that sort of rest and digest um, way of being, state of being. Uh, The opposite is the sympathetic, which is more getting you ready to, you know, uh, do battle, right? Um, so that's one thing you can do. The first thing I would recommend is breathe slowly and deeply. And the great thing about this is you can do it kind of subtly. No one really needs to know that you're afraid or panicking. You're just breathing. Now, the second thing I'd like you to do is to supplant or replace 
your negative thoughts and feelings with actions, right? Supplant negative thoughts and feelings with actions. Why? Everyone's had a situation where you have negative thoughts and you just spiral out of control. You just create these fantasies of all the horrible things that can happen and more, right? And you just pile more on top of them. That is not good for uh, responding uh, or regaining control of yourself in a panic situation. And the reason why actions help is once you start acting and moving and doing things, it, it basically replaces those negative thoughts. If you notice, when you have those negative thoughts, you're typically still like a statue, right? Or maybe you're just mindlessly moving, but you're not really intentionally acting or doing anything. So the action actually sort of pushes out those negative thoughts and feelings. The third thing uh, that I'd like you to do is if you're feeling any anger, either towards yourself or others, and this happens to all of us, right? Like something bad happens, you're afraid, and you immediately get mad at someone else or the situation, or you get mad at yourself. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Why did I, right? So common to do that. Well, that also does not help you regain control and reset to your thinking brain. So what you want to do there is channel that anger, right? Whether it's towards yourself or others, into energy for survival. Right? So think not, why, who am I so mad at, the other person or myself? Think, okay, how can I apply this red-hot energy of anger to actually helping survive and thrive in this situation? And the fourth and final sort of step or technique that I'd like you to do is focus on helping others. Again, if you notice the types of thoughts that go on in your head when you're public speaking or you're afraid of some other situation, who's the focus of those negative thoughts and those fears? It's you. It's constantly, everyone's going to think I'm a joke. Everyone's going to discover me. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm never going to live it down. I, 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 I. That is a perfect recipe for further spiraling into fear and panic. However, the opposite of that is to think about what others need. So I use public speaking as a, as a good situation for fear. Think, what does this audience need? How can I give them the best information? How can I give them the best experience in this training or speech or town hall? When you focus on them, immediately it tamps down those negative thoughts and those fears that were spiraling when you just focused on yourself. So to sum up, step one, breathe slowly and deeply. Step two, supplant negative thoughts and feelings with actions. Step three, channel any anger you may feel towards yourself or others into energy for survival. And step four, focus on helping others. So hopefully this will help you deal with uh, any panic or fear that may come as you get these bigger, uh, bigger and better assignments. I'd love to hear from you if there are any tried and true techniques that you find really help or things that you've done that don't help. I uh, would love to hear about it from you. Please leave a message, uh, a voice message on Anchor FM or send me an email to joe at connectioncounselor.com. Would love to hear from you and if I can share on a future episode. Today, as you go through 
if these situations come up, and I hope they don't, <laughs> well, I don't really hope they do or don't. If they come up, they come up. Um, think about these sort of techniques and principles and see if you can apply them towards your benefit. Would love to hear how that goes. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Yesterday, we were talking about dealing with panic, right? Because you're going to be put into more situations, the more executive presence you have that are difficult, and it's understandable that you may have fear or panic. And we talked about four principles that you can use to counter that and get away from the lizard brain and back to the thinking brain so you can perform at your highest level. Well, today we're going to talk about how to help others overcome panic. Sometimes you're in a situation where the red alert is not just for you. It's for the whole team or the whole organization. And how do you, as a leader, right? And I don't mean just de facto leader, but just someone who has leadership skills and a leadership presence, an executive presence, how do you respond in a way that helps others who may be panicking, you know, assuming now you've gotten yourself under control and are not panicking in a panic situation. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.